0: Hey everybody, MTV Trigger here, and with me as always is my co-host Ronald, aka Eric. For those of you that have listened to our past shows, specifically on PUBG and Escape from Tarkov, you know that our goal is to always get better at the games we're playing, and we hope you come along with us for those journeys. If you're brand new, welcome. This is the very first episode in our yet-to-be-named New World podcast. The previous podcasts we've launched have always come from our generic podcast topics, on XP Gaming Now, our YouTube channel, and now we're hosting all of that on this RSS feed, so you can catch all of our shows here. We always approach games with a learn-as-you-go attitude, so whether you're trying out your first MMO, thinking about playing New World, haven't bought it yet, or you're planning to put a ton of time into it, we're going to talk about our strategies, the systems in the game, and definitely some mistakes we make along the way, but we like to experience it We both have young kids, we both have families, we both have jobs, so we take it as fast as we can when we dive into a game, but we always try to keep the beginner in mind. So if you find this months and months after release, we still want to say welcome, and we're glad to have you here. There's a whole lot more info regarding all of the XP Media podcasts and our content, and you can get all of that on our Discord, so it's both a thank you and a reminder We are 100% listener supported outside of the occasional sponsored episodes. Make sure you keep your ears open for those. But we greatly appreciate anyone who has supported us in the past or continues to support us on Patreon. We love making content. We love recording podcasts. And you guys make that dream continue to be possible. So all that said, New World is just around the corner. And we want to talk about why we're excited for this brand new MMO release. So on that note, Eric, welcome. How are you, man?
1: What's up, everybody? I'm doing great. Welcome to episode one. This is just the best time, and we're about a week away from launch of New World at the time of this recording. We both had some time to play the open and closed betas to get a feel for the game, and that excitement is really starting to grow, and I am I just I just can't wait. I really enjoyed this time in a game's life cycle. <laughs> I've been gaming for a long time, and I really enjoy just that pre-launch hype where you've had a little bit of a taste and especially how, you know, there's a wiki up. We've had, you know, streamers and YouTube videos made on a very basic level for what the beta access was. But just all the pre-launch hype is just so fun. And I love MMOs. MMOs are my go-to game and I'm just really excited to dive into another MMO and and just get into the world that is very immersion-based. There's new systems to figure out. There's PvP to figure out. There's maps to learn. There's all kinds of new little hidden places to go try to figure out. The whole game, it's going to take a long time to dive into it. And as we launch this new podcast, uh, we hope that you come along with us for the journey of exploration and discovery of this new MMO. Honestly, like Trigger said, we're going to make lots of mistakes, and we're not experts at the game quite intentionally starting off our journey together with you. As we do this together, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So join Discord. We've got a special section devoted just to New World. Come on in, say hi. We're really looking forward to getting that launched. But tonight, specifically, we're going to get into a couple of things. We're looking forward to letting you know how you can play with us, which server we're going to get on. We're going to have some things that we like about the game so far. And then we'll wrap it up with kind of some final thoughts. But I mean, if you've been listening to the XL podcast or Winner Winner or any of our YouTube stuff, you know that that's not going to be a quick process, most likely with us. But let's get this all started. So Trigger, why don't you start off letting people know how they can play with us?
0: Sounds good. And you said something there. I want to make a note really quick. If you're listening to this for the first time and you're in Discord and you missed the announcement or you have notifications turned off, make sure... You go to the get a role section within Discord and click on the reaction for New World. It's all spelled out in the get a role section. But make sure you react to that area because it will open up the New World section within the XP Media and Fill Discord, and that's where all of this conversation is going to be. It's where the podcasts are going to be posted, and it's how you can get involved with the community there. So, to your uh, kind of leading question there or leading statement. Uh, Right now, they just released the server list and our plan as of this minute. And this is a week before launch, so this may change. Discord is going to absolutely be the best place for the latest info because we'll update that stuff live there. And there's always going to be a delay because of editing and just kind of life. You know, sometimes we release a podcast every week, sometimes it comes out in two weeks. uh, So we don't want you to rely on the podcast for the most up to date news, but we're going to be playing on. Zabalba. It's X I B A L B A on U S East. Zabalba. That's at least the way I'm going to say it. That's the one where we're we're heading on U S East. We have a lot of people overseas that are going to be playing, and the U S East server uh, seems to be the best place for everybody to have a reasonable ping. So that's why we chose the U S East. I really want to talk about the main reason why we even started this show. The truth is, we both kind of avoided New World. We both kind of stayed away from it for a little bit. But after playing for, frankly, just a handful of days in the two betas that we were involved in, I think it's safe to say that we were both excited about New World launching. So I don't want to speak for you. But I can say that I am extremely excited for this game. I'm extremely excited to kick off a new podcast show, but I can't wait to dig into this and dig into the systems and figure them out because I just scratched the surface on so much of that. So what about you, man? Is it is excitement the word you would use or how are you feeling about this being just a week away at this point?
1: Excitement is is definitely part of it. It's gonna be so much fun, like I said in my intro, to learn another MMO from scratch. One of the things about MMOs for me that I enjoy the most is that when a unique new universe is created, every time there's always something cool about it, whether the game lasts for years like World of Warcraft or it's kind of a flash in the pan like some of the other MMOs that have been created over time. There's always this initial excitement that comes with the game. And so I think I'm most excited To use some of the new systems that this game is going to bring. I really like the new world immersion, which we'll get into. I like the uh, graphics of the game from a very basic perspective. The client, the graphics are very, very well done. It runs very well. It seems to be pretty optimized. Leg seems to be low. So those are like very practical things. I'm excited to get into the crafting. The crafting systems are very deep for the launch of an MMO. When I say that, I'm quantifying that with lots of experience of new games having very shallow systems at launch because they're just not flushed out yet. It's just version 1.0 of the game. And New World's actual system of crafting and what they expect you to be able to do with that crafting for whether it's questing or whether it's for your uh, you know, your your company or whether it's for whatever faction you're in, all of that is pretty well flushed out. And I'm pretty excited to get into that. And then of course, PVP in the game is actually really interesting at launch. Usually PvP at launch is not very well balanced. And, you know, there's always going to be some specs that are more powerful than others. But really being able to play and be competitive kind of in any way that you want to, I think is really interesting. And so I said a lot there, but really, I think what my excitement is centered around is this game seems to be on the surface and then maybe of about 10 hours of playing beta really well overall rounded going into the launch
0: yeah you said a bunch there and there's a couple things that i want to dig into before we move into more of the show and you kind of talked about your experience and other mmos and that's something that you know we've alluded to on other shows and talked about you know i've played world of warcraft for a very long time i uh, started back in classic and played on and off all the way up until recently got into classic and burning crusade Classic. But I've also tried a number of other MMOs. And the reason I'm bringing this up is one of the things that keeps getting asked as people have found out that we are intending to play a lot of New World is why this game? What is it about this game? And I'll preface my answer to that by saying I've played a lot of World of Warcraft. I love that game. Loved that game. I've still been in it very recently. Who knows? May get back into it. You never know. I tried EverQuest. I tried EverQuest 2. I played Ultima. I played Final Fantasies. I played the Star Wars games. Escape from Tarkov is a type of MMO. And so, like you, I have a lot of experience both in MMOs, but also trying new ones. The question, I think, for a lot of people is very similar to my hesitation for getting into a new MMO. And it's the reason I stayed away from New World for a while. Right. And people are asking, like, why do you like this? What is it about it? And I think this is going to resonate most with the people that play Escape from Tarkov or are listening to this coming over from the Xville our Tarkov podcast, is at the very beginning. Right. I saw Escape from Tarkov on Twitch. I saw Shroud playing it probably a year or a year and a half before I ever considered buying it or playing it. And my first experience watching it and hearing about it, like people were talking about it. Like, this is really cool. You can loot. And when you die, you die. And people take your stuff. And that gave me the kind of Ultima Online vibes of, you know, being able to basically ruin somebody else's play experience and take all their gear. And while that sounds really cool, it's also really scary. Then I watched Shroud playing it, right? And Shroud, if you're unfamiliar, is one of the, I wouldn't say best all time, but in terms of like raw aim and game sense. In an FPS universe, he's just phenomenal. He can pick up any first person shooter and just dominate because of how good he is at aiming and just knowing how other people are going to act. And so when I watched him play Escape from Tarkov, he was sitting in a bush on customs by the bridge that I now know is customs. And he was sitting there and he's just waiting and he's watching people rotate. And I'm like, man, this game is way too slow for me. So fast forward a year and a half later, and someone's like, you've got to try this game. Uh, We were kind of at the beginning of what became the pandemic. And so I had some time on my hands and I'm like, all right, I need something new to do. I was kind of stale in my other games and I picked up Tarkov. And the biggest thing that happened to me was once I got into Tarkov, I didn't want to leave. And there's no way that anybody could have told me anything to get me into the game because I already had this perception based on my past experience in FPS and what I had seen. And then the game just grabbed me. And so I know that's a long roundabout way of saying this, but New World did the same thing where it was nothing that I saw. It was nothing that I had heard. In fact, those things made me stay away, right? When people were like, oh, the PVP is so awesome in New World. And I'm like, dude, this is a beta. The game's not out yet. And you're telling me that you can't even find a sheep to kill for your quest, but you're saying the PVP is awesome. I'm like, you don't know anything about MMOs. And then they're talking about the graphics and how the action combat works versus how, you know, MMOs traditionally work. And I just kind of wrote it off. I was very uninterested and I watched a little on Twitch and then (laughs) lo and behold, somebody who knows me pretty well anonymously gifted me a copy of it on Steam. And said, "Try it if you don't like it, refund it, or buy me another game. So it became pretty clear who it was because I had a conversation after the anonymous gift, but um I got in the game, and one of the very first things I heard upon getting out of that initial little starting area was the chopping of wood and i I, I can't forget this to this day, and I still joke about it, but I sat there watching some dude chop a tree down, and the sound. Was so good. I mean, it was just mesmerizing. And then the tree fell over after he chopped it. And I know that sounds like this little thing, but it was that moment within like 10 minutes of playing the game where I realized that I was already in this world. Like this MMO captured me within minutes where I was standing there, not doing anything, not progressing, not thinking about the game. I was listening to somebody else chop wood. And then when that tree fell and it made the sound of the tree falling, I was like, oh crap, they were right. And now I want to know more about this game. I'm really, really pleased to say that all of the systems, all of the things that I've seen, whether it's crafting or PVP or skinning or fishing or just running around the town and interacting like Every single thing in this game is drawing me in. And I was like setting myself up to say, what's going to break it for me? What am I not going to like? And like Ronald, I played for, you know, 10, 15 hours between the two betas, the open beta most recently, and then the closed beta a little over a month ago. I just found myself wanting to play more, even knowing that I would have to do it again on launch. And that's a rare thing for me coming from Tarkov, which resets and it just breaks my heart every time. But I just wanted to keep experiencing more.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I found myself playing this second round of beta and wanting to do the exact same things that I've already done. Of course, explored some new things for the sake of exploring them. But I was really intentional to not get too far into the story. I want to add something to your observations about the immersion of the just gathering system. I, I'm going to add my experience with fishing, because so I think fishing was really interesting. I was told, you got to try fishing, you got to try fishing. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm, I'm chopping trees down and really liking it. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 you got, you got to try fishing. So you actually have to level a little bit to fish for the first time. And then you have to craft yourself your fishing rod, for lack of a better you know term. And then you have a lure option, you know, that increases your chance of catching. And that's pretty standard MMO type stuff. But when you cast your fishing, and for the first time, I walked out into the water, cast my line. First of all, it matters how deep the water is, which is super interesting because that's not very common. And then when you catch a fish, you have to like snag the fish and like reel it in and you can break your line. And I thought, this is a lot of extra work put into these kind of finishing touches on this type of system that is so interesting to have at the launch of this game. And I know it may seem like it's a simple thing that's really not that interesting, or it's a simple thing that's really not that important, but it goes to show you the depth of the design of the game. And I just can't wait to discover more things like that. As I got into more of the gathering system, the other thing I wanted to chat about quick was mining. Because you can get overweight and overburdened. And there was actually a point in the beta where I was so overburdened that I couldn't move. And I just got rid of 0.1 of kilogram or whatever the the weight unit is. And I was able to walk really slowly. And everybody in our group was walking around me laughing because I was walking so slow. But I had gathered so many mats that when I went to the actual tables to start to use the gathering system, I was able to level crafting pretty quick. And so I really like those systems I really like the immersion of them, and I really like how they're designed at launch.
0: Yeah, and as you were saying that, I was thinking about the word depth, right? And I said it in the beginning, you said it again. And I think a lot of games claim to have depth or real depth, but the systems are actually pretty shallow once you dig in further to the game. The thing that's impressed me so much about even these relatively simple or widespread systems that you see in other MMOs is that. Not only do they have depth and layers to them, but even on the surface beginning levels, they cause you to make interesting decisions. And you were talking about fishing. In most games that I've played, you go to water and you can fish. And then you have some small chance to catch rare stuff. The thing that I like about New World, and this is just on fishing, and I haven't even discovered the other places that this type of thing exists, but you mentioned lures so you can attach a lure for a cast and you cast out and it does matter you can cast shallow you can cast deep you have a casting animation for how far you cast and then you have to deal with line tension coming in and to some people i know this is probably scaring you and you probably won't fish and i'm thinking you probably don't have to fish in new world but for those of you that have you know short pockets of time to make little pieces of progression fishing is going to be great but those decisions are interesting Okay, do I need to go farm to find some lures that help me with deep water because the lures tell you how they're going to affect like you have a better chance of catching rare fish in deep water. So at some point I'm sure there's going to be targeted results in fishing and it's going to require interesting decisions on how to accomplish that. Like do I just go without lures and just use the lower chance and go to the area where I know I can get it or do I spend the time farming up the materials or going to what I would call the auction house, but, you know, the trading post or whatever name they have for it by the time this launches and buy the items that I need, there's going to be all these interesting decisions just around simply starting to fish. And I think that's just going to gain more and more complexity as we move through the game. And that's one of the opportunities and the areas that I cannot wait to see what they do with it because in the beginning stages, It's already going to have interesting decisions. But it's also not going to punish people for not taking the time to make an interesting decision. If you just want to level fishing, just go level fishing. You don't have to think through all of this stuff. And that's where I'm really seeing this game shine, is that they've really taken into consideration all playstyles. There's going to be people that don't want to do PvP that don't want to do PvE, that don't want to craft, that don't really want to go farm lures. And they're going to be able to level up and get stuff done and do it very casually. But then there's going to be people that just want to master fishing or mining or crafting or PvP, PvE. And it appears to me that they've considered that from the very beginning, which I think is extremely challenging thing to do from a development standpoint. So I cannot wait to see where these systems go in the future.
1: I would say that's probably the most interesting and appealing feature of the game to me is that they are not punishing you for playing the game and enjoying your free time the way that you want to do that. And specifically, a lot of MMOs try to put rails on the experience by rewarding the player for their time spent in a specific area. And New World is not really doing that. I mean, You can get probably the most XP by questing and leveling that way and probably by doing PVP, but it's not limited to that. If you never want to PVP, you can spend your entire time gathering or you could never gather and just do PVP. And I think that that is just such an important piece of this game that I appreciate from the get-go. I know that I will go through stretches where I don't want to do anything but PVP. And I'll go through stretches where I don't want to do anything but gather. And I know that the game is not going to penalize either one of those playstyles from the start. And that just makes it so interesting to me personally, because my gaming time goes in spurts. Because I'm a dad, I you know I've got a job and a family and responsibilities, and then every now and then I get to game. And what that means is that I can't really progress in a game that only requires a lot of time to progress in. And so I, I think it's going to be uh, fun to play a game that can reward my inconsistent time schedule as well. Yeah, I agree.
0: When you talked about that, it got me thinking about the other sort of systems and the persistence of the game, right? And I think it's a reason both you and I enjoy MMOs is that persistence factor. And there are going to be interesting decisions made early on that have a heavy impact on gameplay right? Like we haven't even talked about weapons and skills and combat and all of that because we want to dig into those over subsequent episodes. But as it relates to this concept of progression and interesting decisions, one of the things that you'll find as you start playing New World is you're going to get a weapon, right? You start with a weapon and then very quickly you'll kill some enemies or finish some quests like any good RPG has and you'll get new gear. The weapons in New World have skills associated with them. So early on, you know, you're going to decide what weapon you like or what combination of weapons you like, and you're going to get more skills with those weapons. Now, the interesting decision there is that experience you get from killing monsters and completing quests and all that goes towards leveling up the weapons you have equipped. So if you don't pick a weapon that you're going to use, you may spend some time leveling a weapon that you're uninterested later on or whatever. And this is the piece that persistence really plays into is that that time really wasn't wasted. It may not help you in the short term, but maybe you know 6 months from now or a year from now you decide to go mess around with that weapon again that you spent some time leveling and ultimately didn't use. Well, the persistence factor in New World is you're not going to lose the experience you gained on that weapon type. And I think that's a really neat point is that It does present an interesting decision early on, but for someone who doesn't decide to switch off of the one-handed sword and shield, which is I think what you start with, unless there's a randomness to that that I didn't experience, you're going to have an interesting decision at some point, but you're not necessarily punished if you don't because whatever you use is going to level up and be useful, but you may want to switch at some point. So these are the things that I found myself looking at as I picked up new weapons I was opening up the skill trees and being like, OK, what are the abilities that I get? And largely I was looking through them and it's like, man, I don't know if this is good for PvE or PvP and I don't really care. I'm just going to keep leveling. <laughs> you know. So I only tried a handful of weapons in the first couple of betas. I mean, I think I tried like four or five out of the dozen that are there. So it's just something that I look forward to trying and getting more involved with because that's a very deep system that I only scratch the surface on. And frankly, I only leveled up those weapons a handful of times, so I didn't even get some of the ending skills to try out and see. So there's like an entire, you know, another section of the game that I've only tried a handful of ah, just that just gets really exciting, man. I think there's so much opportunity. They can add more tiers on these weapons. They can add more lures and fishing. They can. Ah, there's just so much, so much to explore. I'm My mind is exploding again now that we're talking about
1: it. I think it's very important too like you can use any weapon. So any any weapon can be used by anybody. So it's not just oh I have to pick the traditional MMO either ranged or melee class and then I'm limited and oh I find out you know a month in I don't really like this and I have to start over again and you just don't have to deal with that with New World. You find out you want to be ranged and you leveled melee, you know, then just level a ranged weapon. It's just designed so well. And I found myself uh leveling uh, a magic range weapon as well as a two handed axe. And I, th- I thought it was really interesting. I'm a traditionally a melee player in MMOs and the two handed axe I thought was super fun. And then I just thought, well, you know, I'll try leveling uh one of the ranged weapons. So I leveled a fire staff, which is like the equivalent of, you know, the World of Warcraft fire mage weapon. And Played around a little bit with that. I mean, I'm not talking more than like an hour or so. One of the things that feels good about what they have is you get new levels of abilities pretty quick. And there's a lot of different things. So you're leveling your weapons and you can apply your points. And then there's specializations in the weapons, but it doesn't seem like it's overly complicated. And that's a question I have for you is when you were looking at the weapon trees, how did the feel of the abilities and tree feel to you? Because I can tell you that for me. I really didn't think it was too overly complicated, and I really like that.
0: I I think on the surface, it could be perceived as complicated for someone who hasn't played a lot of RPGs or MMOs specifically, because I think in my past, there's been so many games that have used the skill tree system where you have to pick something before you can pick other skills that I knew where to look, right? And the, the UI is really slick on New World, where The castable abilities within a weapon are bigger boxes within the weapon skill tree, but getting into that piece of the UI is really overwhelming, right? Because you have all of the different things when you're tabbed out from your character and not performing actions, and then you go to weapon skills. The UI does a really good job of getting you there in the beginning. Before you have to figure out how to get there yourself. But they've sort of built that in. So, for the people that look at it and say, man, this is just, this is kind of complex. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to pick stuff. Well, in the beta, and I'm guessing there'll be some version of this in the live game, you can reset for free your skills on a weapon until level 20. So, even if you mess it up completely, that suggests that you're going to be able to do it free for a time and reset your skills and reallocate those points, which you can also do for your character statistics, which plays into what you were saying, that anybody can play any class as long as you have the weapon. To some extent, you probably have to level the weapon if you want to like tank an instance, which, you know, again, we'll we'll see all of that. We're going to learn about that. We'll tell you about that. But the fact that you can reset it for a time suggests that after that time, you'll have to pay to do that, which again, At some point, you're going to know how the systems work, and it's going to cost you a little bit of in-game currency to reset those things. So it becomes interesting decision later, but not punishing in the beginning. And I think that's just a really solid choice for new world beginners to get into the game and not feel like, oh, I messed up, and now I got to spend all of my money, and now I don't have money. I just think that having a beginner-friendly system like that is great, because like you, I got into it. I knew exactly what it was. But looking at it objectively, I think that, you know, like, say somebody comes over from just playing FPS and they try New World because all their buddies are playing it, you know, they they may look at the skill systems and go, what in the world am I supposed to do here? And seeing that reset for free until level 20, which was highlighted in the lower section of the UI should remove some of that pressure to make a wrong decision off their shoulders. So yeah, I, I think it can go both ways. I think a lot of people are going to f- think it's uh, quite easy to navigate. It's well done. And there's going to be a significant portion of the player base that has to figure it out. They've never seen it before.
1: You do make a good point about someone who maybe is coming from FPS. And the best analogy I can think of is you think about it in like in PUBG. When you drop, you find a gun and it has no attachments. That's basically what the skill point system is in an MMO, Right for a weapon. As you play a PUBG match, you you find all the different attachments which make the gun competitive and make the gun good. But without any of those attachments, the guns are much less effective. And you know, if you're an FPS player getting into New World, think of all of the talent tree systems for your weapons just like that. You need to fill those out to make your weapon more effective. And hopefully that helps illustrate how that system works for somebody. But I think that If you've never seen a talent tree or never seen a skill point system in an MMO before, you know, you just got to sit there and mouse over and read it. But even then, it's pretty straightforward. There are not a lot of special abilities. I mean, games can get really bloated with crazy amounts of extra stuff to do. Abilities, weapon stuff, weapon bonuses, stacking bonuses, different kinds of attributes you know, double stacking, secondary stats, all that can get super bloated. And New World has some of that, but I just like that it's pretty straightforward in the beginning because really you want players to understand, okay, I get a weapon and my primary stats on my character enhance that weapon in this way, and then just start playing the game. And I really think they've done a good job of creating a game that you can play while you learn the complexities of the systems. You don't have to have all the knowledge first. You can actually play the game with a very base level of knowledge. And I really like that.
0: I do too. And I was just thinking that we really didn't talk about the combat at all, right? Where you just kind of get into the game and you start playing. And one of the things that also happens is whatever weapon you end up with, you know, you have a light attack, a heavy attack and block, and then there's ways to combo within that, even without skills. Right. So each weapon has a sort of a combo and a heavy attack and they'll have their pluses and minuses for doing it. But this is an action combat with a little bit of sticky targeting. You know, when you're fighting AI specifically, like when you're doing PVE content, your skills will stick a little better. But it's very satisfying to beat monsters down in this game because of the action combat, (laughs) you know, like there's just like just enough like power behind swinging an axe or a sword or blocking. It's its a very interesting experience um, for me coming from wow into this, you know, and, and just seeing how that works. You know, it's a satisfying experience to beat a boar down with a sword, you know, and then you get to skin it <laughs> as long as you've created your skinning knife, of course. But it's, uh, it's an interesting and immersive experience, which you know we we joke a lot about immersion specifically the things that you know take you from being you know quote unquote in the game or make you so mad that you're immediately out of the game and thinking about all of your various responsibilities in life but prefacing that somewhat facetious tone regarding the word immersion i think that new world is an immersive environment and all of the systems draw you in i really haven't had anything to this point like just upset me or push me out. And I honestly expected that very quickly that I would be hoping for something from World of Warcraft or Tarkov or PUBG, like a system that was available there that's not a new world. I I haven't found myself longing for some system of another game that plays heavily into my excitement.
1: I agree. I I think that they have done a great job with system design. Now, one of the things that I think it's hard for new MMOs. And I really haven't seen it done perfectly, including New World is trying to understand the story of like what's going on. And I find myself really torn because I want to know the story and understand the story, but I also want to do all the things. And so I find that it's hard to get into the story right away. And what I'm really curious to see is if I end up trying to understand the story more. I mean, in beta, I was just, I was just trying to do the systems and, you know, run around and kill some enemies and harvest some things, chop some trees down. And then I realized that you could chop trees down. And then I did lumberjacking or tree chopping up until like level (laughs) 60 because it was so satisfying. It was unbelievable.
0: Had to get those mature trees. They they were not going to stand.
1: Nope. And then the first mature tree that I chopped down, it was just glorious. And so, I think the story is going to be super interesting, and I'm looking forward in future shows to kind of break down how interesting I find the story. You know, I'm really going into it kind of even. Like, I don't have good or bad things to say yet. I thought the premise of the game where you're on the ship and the shipwrecks and you are on the broken shore or the, the new shore, whatever it's called, and, you know, you start the story and your journey from there is it's pretty typical for a, you know, a fantasy, you know, MMO. So I I think that it's going to be interesting. What do you think about that? Like, how do you see yourself interacting with the story? Do you care about that?
0: I'm not much of a lore guy, but I do capture and retain enough of it. And I guess the way I would classify myself is I like lore, but I try to skip through it as quickly as possible. I'm kind of a progression oriented player. Like, I really try to get good at games quickly and experience and get to the PVP point of games really fast, right? I've always been an FPS player and an MMO player, and I usually gravitate towards the PVP side of things. So I do have a lot of excitement towards PVP in New World. But the lore aspect, I think they've done a good job of not explicitly laying it out. You know, in MMOs and RPGs that I've played, sometimes you're just kind of forced into the story. And they're like, no, you're going to learn it. (laughs) We're going to force it down your throat with, you know, quest text and forcing you to interact with all these people. And New World doesn't really do that. In the little bit of cutscenes that you get in the beginning, like you said, you kind of get a gist of what's going on. And there appears to be some sort of corruption, right? You kind of shipwreck. Then the, the captain is now coming after you. And that's kind of what launches you into the game. Sorry for spoilers if if anybody doesn't want to hear this very basic intro stuff, but I don't think we're going to be spoiling too much. To wrap back to your question, though, I don't know how much I care, but there is enough of it that has been seen in the entry-level questing, and then I've seen some little like corruption pods, and there's some quests related to it. To me, it seems clear that that's... Kind of where the story is going is to find the source of that. But I'm sure there's way more to it. You know, I watch cinematics later, (laughs) you know, like I'll play WoW and then I'll go watch all the cinematics later when someone's strung them all together in one large cinematic experience. So I'm probably not the best one to bounce that off of. But I do like when the world has a clear sort of direction or path or enemy. They've done a good job of showing it briefly in the beginning of the game, right? And you don't see a whole lot of that up until like level seventeen, I think, as far as I made it in the betas. Yeah. So I don't know if that completely answered what you were looking for, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not a huge lore guy. I'm. I kind of am a take the guardrails off and let me go do my thing kind of player.
1: Yeah, I think that's you know pretty reasonable way to approach the game. I don't think I'm necessarily going to get stuck on the lore. I guess my observation is more, I'm wondering if I'm going to care about it at all. You know what I mean? Because there are some MMOs where I've really cared about the story. Like for example, when the Star Wars MMOs came out, I obviously being a huge Star Wars nerd and fan, I really cared about that story. So that was almost like more story related than mechanics or gameplay. But then there's been other games like Elder Scrolls and Lord of the Rings Online, where I really didn't care that much about the story. I just wanted to play the game and see what the game was like. And so I'm not sure. I'll go back to my original comment. I'm kind of, you know, in the middle on this one yet. It'd be interesting to see over the next couple episodes if we find the story really compelling or not. I like the fact that you can play the game, taking the guardrails off and still do whatever you're going to do in the game and click on the quest. And the town questing board seemed to be a pretty reasonable daily quest system especially if your faction controls that town. It looks like there's some special bonuses there. I like the fact that you seem to have a primary storyline with a bunch of side quests. You know, that's pretty typical MMO design. And I think that if people are used to playing MMOs, that system is going to be very familiar. So it'll be easy for people to engage with it. I think that's good design overall. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to care about the story or not. So I just wanted to get your opinion on, on what you thought of it.
0: No, it's it's a good question because I think there are a lot of players that play MMOs or RPGs to dig into the story and really take the immersion to the next level, right? Understanding the world, understanding, you know, why towns are the way they are and, and landscapes and the monsters that are there. And I've played WoW with people who know everything about all the raids and the story. And I always find that stuff really cool. It's just not something that I dig into. But I do like when it has an effect on my gameplay, right? Or a, a, an effect on my experience, whether that's through another person being really tied to it or some really cool event that's happening in the game that I can, you know, learn about. So I think story and lore is probably the biggest opportunity for a new MMO because I think they can attract a lot of players that are really into that. And on the surface, it looks like there's a neat story to unfold or to unravel and work towards even in the beginning of New World. There's not a ton of, like, I would say, quest variety, you know? It's pretty standard MMO-type quests in the beginning, but there does seem to be enough unique quests related to certain areas, at least what that I experienced in the storyline, that I think they have a lot of um, potential there. And again, we we experienced a pretty minor chunk of the game, so perhaps you know just over the edge of where we got in the beta is where it really kicks up, and that's just something we're gonna experience and talk about. And I'm glad you brought it up, though, because it's not something I would normally think about when starting a game. It's just it's something I usually think about later.
1: I always try to look at like the beginning cutscenes and see how engaging they are. You can kind of tell the quality of a story based upon how much effort is put into cinematics and dialogue and things like that. And with a brand new game, especially one that's funded by Amazon, right? And you may or may not know this out there who's listening to this podcast, but this is Amazon's flagship technology for their gaming wing or gaming uh, unit that they're trying to show off with this game. So, They're trying to display all of their technology. They're trying to show off all of its capabilities. It's kind of like if you think about Nintendo when they release a Mario game, right? Mario is is the way that, you know, they they absolutely want to show off all the capabilities of the console, right? So that's why the Mario games are always so much fun because they can do all the things that the console is capable of. Well, this is showing off the capability of Amazon's gaming development environment. And they're hoping to have many more games developed on this platform. So I thought that the cutscenes were very high quality. I thought the voice acting was good. I look for that as a mark of quality in the story. And the initial cutscenes where you walk into the bar and you see the old man and he says, you know, go after this thing and you're on the boat and I'm not spoiling anything because everybody will see that before you can play the game. <laughs> so <laughs> those initial cutscenes I thought were very well done. And then where it goes from there, I thought was really interesting. So Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that as well, as well as all the other systems we covered tonight. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how we get into that and we will explore that in future episodes.
0: Yeah. And that that was a really good kind of circle on really the large part of what's going on in this game, at least that we know right now. I mean, we started with the very basic. We were talking about crafting and some combat stuff and just what we're excited about. And then we kind of hit that overarching story piece, the lore piece. So I think that's a really good way to kind of wrap this first episode. But I want to put a bow on it with in the beta, what was the number one thing you thought was great or good? And then where do you think the biggest opportunity is uh, for New World in the future? So I'll kick that to you first. I think that's how I want to wrap this show.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about this kind of all show and actually for a couple of days leading up to the recording of this. I think my favorite thing about the game was that the systems were very approachable for me. I realized that I have a lot of MMO experience, but I found myself not getting bored or feeling like I was on a specifically designated path. And you always are in an MMO to a certain extent, but I didn't feel like I was stuck doing something I really didn't want to do in the beginning stages of the game. And I just was very impressed by that. And I think that the biggest opportunity, which is, I would say, my largest critique of the open beta was realizing that the developers had said that they had turned the XP up three times, was that I really hope they slow down the leveling process. You know, this is a persistent game. It's not seasonal. We don't have to worry about all of our progress getting wiped out. I, I mean, I really hope they cut the leveling speed down by, you know, even if it was like two or three times is, is slow. I would be fine with that. I think the game has so many mechanics that make it so interesting. And I think that there's opportunities to really explore all the development work and the complexities of the game that they have at launch. And a lot of developers make the mistake of creating paths to get to end game that are too quick. And I really would like to see New World slow down the leveling process so that you are able to interact in a way that's meaningful to the progression of your character with all of the systems. And we don't know what that leveling process is going to be yet at launch, but that that's really, I think, their biggest opportunity.
0: Yeah. And you almost took my <laughs> my biggest opportunity, but its it's a little different. And when you said end game, I got really nervous that I was going to have to come up with a new one. But I think the biggest opportunity for New World is in the end game. And the best thing I've seen so far is that there is an opportunity for an end game in so many different play styles and play times that I think, again, it's the best opportunity because maybe somebody wants to go end game crafting or end game gathering or really wants to take control of the economy, right? The in-game economy is really fascinating as well. We haven't even touched on that. I can't wait to talk about some of this stuff. But I think there's opportunity for them to develop into end game in each of these areas, right? I think there's a very real possibility that there's people that hardly ever leave towns unless it gets taken over by another faction or something, which, again, You can't just sit at the same town because you'll lose some functionality. And I think that is such a cool decision with how territories are managed and the way PvP works. But I think it would really bum me out if they don't take all of these systems and really flesh them out. You know, they've got such a good start to them. I would love to see many, many different types of endgame. You know, I'd love to see them develop raiding or challenging PVE content. I'd love to see them continue to develop the PVP content. You know, open world PVP is really cool. And then there's events that happen in the short term. And then there's wars that are like planned out. And there's events in the game where like tons and tons of players can get involved. So there's an end game there and there's more opportunity there. I think questing has an opportunity for end game with the lore you know they could expand questing so if you're just a solo player that wants to work down all of the quests in the game there could be some really cool content for solo players and all of this would fit within the current model of the game that they have the foundation for so for me that's the opportunity it's it's kind of like the best thing in beta but it's really the opportunity that i focused on there and for me the uh the best thing for me in beta was Sometimes gathering and crafting and economy can just feel like a burden. And it's a thing that I love in games. I love it in WoW. I love it in Tarkov. And I was really concerned I wasn't going to like it in New World. I found myself, (laughs) we kind of joked about it, but I also became somewhat of a lumberjack. And I got to the point in the closed beta where I could get the uh, trees with blue on them and I can't remember what they're called, but it required level 100 lumber lumberjack skill. I enjoyed that entire process you know it was a lot of chopping, but everything about it I enjoyed just how the progression worked, being able to do it incrementally that was just one gathering system. I can't wait to do it when it's not gonna reset, but I'm also looking forward to do it again, which tells me that it's a good system at least for me so. I'm excited that the couple paths that I went down have a tremendous amount more progression. Like I think the skills go up to level 300 and I got one over level 100 out of the many, many skills that there are. I think that is just an awesome, awesome beginning to the crafting and economy in this game. So I'm so excited to get into this game. I mean, we're seven days away at the time of recording and it's probably going to be right around the corner when everybody hears this. But man, what a what an awesome time. We're in a little bit of a stale situation for the other games that we're playing right now. So New World couldn't come at a better time. So yeah, man, that's, that's all I got.
1: Well, that sounds good. I think that's a good place to end our first show on New World. Thank you to everybody for checking out this new podcast. We're excited to produce a new show for everybody. So please give us some feedback in Discord. Join Discord. Pick the new world role. Respond to that. Uh, when you join, you'll you'll get the option to respond to the new world role. And then they'll open up that section of Discord. We look forward to hearing from you. But that's about it. And so as our ex-Phil listeners are fond of hearing, we are moments away from ending this podcast. So we need to head back to the settlement, park in the inn, and then we'll start getting that sweet, sweet rested XP before before launch somehow. But yeah, it'll work out. But before we do, the best way to get in touch with us is always in Discord. So for me, send me a DM, tag me in a message in Discord. I'd love to chat about MMO systems with you or your impressions of the game. If you have questions about the game, hey, we can figure it out together. So go ahead, hit me up in Discord. Also, for our new listeners to the New World Podcast, we have a hardware section in Discord that's devoted to helping you figure out your system, your PC, your gaming issues, whatever, optimizing your computer. We've got several people in there that come from the other podcasting communities that all join together to help out with computer questions. So please check that out. If you have upgrade questions, if you're trying to figure out anything gaming related, check it out there. You can always follow me on Twitter at Gaming, And a couple of times a week, I hang out in MTB Trigger's Twitch stream. When he does end up streaming and we we talk Uh, in in chat and just hang out with some people can look forward to some new world streaming there and even probably us playing together. And I'll be streaming on YouTube at XP media now. So we're looking forward to doing some of that as well. And finally, you can email the show if you have something more formal at XP media, 2020 at gmail.com.
0: Yep. Like Ronald said, you can find me on Twitch, discord, or basically anywhere at MTB trigger Twitter as well. Uh, But yeah, look forward to New World will definitely be streaming that uh, in the near future and just look forward to seeing everybody. And if you're looking for a home, make sure to uh, check out Zabulba as your server. Again, that starts with an X on the U.S. East realm. And we just look forward to seeing everybody out there in the New World. I see the end, man. We're walking over to it. So I cannot wait to start this game. I hope everybody that's uh, checking out New World has an awesome experience. And uh, we'll, we'll look into digging into all the systems. And for those of you that are brand new to MMOs or just looking to get better at the game, this is the place for it. And we're at the end here. So hope you have a great one. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Look forward to seeing everybody after the launch. So we'll catch you later.
0: See ya.